Welcome in to DC On Screen, a podcast about the DC Universe properties being brought to film and television. This is episode 178. It is our weekly news episode. If it has been released, it's fair game. Um, also, if it's rumor, it might be fair game. I don't know. So beware of spoilers. <laughs> I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This is my co-host, Jason Goss. Hey! Uh, and unfortunately, uh, we are opening the show with some sad news this week. Um, Darwin Cook died. He was 53 years old. Um, on Friday, I saw it was said uh, his wife um, posted a message that said that uh, that he was uh, receiving a palliative care following a bout with aggressive cancer. Mm. And uh, if you don't know what that means, it means basically they're just making him as comfortable as possible. Yeah. Um, I didn't know any of that was going on until Friday. You're, you're at um, like less than 2% chance when you get to palliative. Yeah. And the very next morning he died about one thirty AM. So, yeah. um, they did say that, uh, they had read messages, all the messages of support that he had been getting all day. Um, they said he was filled with your love and surroundings by and surrounded by friends and family at his home in Florida. They're saying if you want to help out, uh, you can donate to the Canadian Cancer Society and the Hero Initiative. I don't know if you know what the Hero Initiative is, but it uh, it is a charity for uh, for comic book creators who have uh, fallen on hard times and have issues that they need to they need financial support for. So that sounds wildly fitting. Absolutely. Um, the uh, they ended the. Um, the announcement with uh, the quote, then we shall not be weary, then we shall prevail, uh, which is uh, Darwin pinned from John F. Kennedy's speech in New Frontier. Mm. Uh, if you don't know who Darwin Cook was, he was a writer and an artist. And he was a uh, an animator as well. He was a storyboard artist for Bruce Timm's uh, Batman the Animated Series, and he was also in the new Batman Adventures. He was on Superman the Animated Series in the same role. Um he was a director on Sony's Men in Black animated series. He did the very, very wonderful DC's New Frontier um, series that you can find in graphic novel form. Um, and it, he's just done a does whole lot of look, stuff. Parts of it look extremely similar to what, what was happening on uh, BTAS, too. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, very, very uh, retro. Yeah. And uh, just wonderful. He did the... Um, you, can, you, can tell it's, you can tell it has the, a little bit of influencer. Absolutely. And one of my favorite things um, that he did was the opening title sequence for Batman Beyond. Mm, and he yeah. also did the... Um, that was good. The Batman Beyond short where uh, Terry has to fight all of the different versions of Batman throughout the years. It was for the 75th anniversary. Yeah, that thing was fantastic. So, yeah, he did some really wonderful things. Um, he'll be sorely missed. He's always been an inspiration to me as, as someone who, uh, who draws. I won't say I'm an artist, but I do very much enjoy drawing and... Uh, He's always been one of those for me, so it's very sad to hear him go. Yeah. Or hear that he's gone now. Um, would you uh, like to move on from this somber topic into, well, what may still be a somber topic, but less so? <laughs> <laughs> we'll graduate upwards from from damn it to, oh, damn it. Right. Um, well, I mean, it's not a surprise. Batman v Superman. Yeah, numbers-wise, BVS has not moved very much. Um, the worldwide total at this point is uh, 868,814,243. Yeah. The uh, domestic total is 328,214,243. Uh, Civil War has now crushed it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Absolutely. I mean, it's been two months since BBS, and it's been two weeks since Civil War, and they're up already over the 900 million mark yeah. worldwide. Um, and I think we are going to actually talk about Civil War at the end of this episode, just a little bit. Not like a full review, but just hmm. a little bit. Okay. Um, we had some uh, some people on Twitter wanting to know uh, what our thoughts were on it. So, um, ah. yeah. Seeing as how it's uh, being consistently compared to Batman v Superman, why the hell not? Sure. <laughs> I but, have uh, two pennies. You may have them. <laughs> what's the What's the Stephen Wright joke? It's uh, you have to throw your two cents in, but it's a penny for your thoughts. Somebody somewhere is making a penny. <laughs> <laughs> Damn his great one-liners. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so some really exciting news, and this is blowing up. This is actually breaking news. I hate that term, but it is. It's totally breaking news. It's trending on Facebook right now. Woo. The Hollywood Reporter is saying that WB is contemplating a spinoff uh-huh. that would feature Harley Quinn, Batgirl, and the Birds of Prey. What? We don't know who's we don't know who's writing it, but it is a female writer, and we know Margot Robbie might be the producer. She says that, um, or it says the sources are saying that. She was the impetus for the project that she, uh, once when she got the part for the movie, she dove deep into the comics, kind of fell in love with all these other female characters in DC right? and brought on this writer, this mystery writer to help develop the project. And they brought it to Warner's and Warner's snapped it up. Hmm. All right. I'm, I'm excited. About I that. could Let's... not be more on board if, if I, I yeah. I... I'm like, is, is, are, are we doing Birds of Prey? Are 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 we doing Gotham Sirens? You don't even have to call it either of those. Just just, just throw them all on screen. <laughs> yeah, I, I gotta admit. You can you name know, it Plan 9 from Outer really Space can. 2. I'm still watching that shit. I mean, blah. <laughs> this is ah, just, I can't believe this is happening. It's crazy. And this is not and the hopefully only crazy it is just kind of happening. Apparently true. I'd, I'd, yeah. I'd hate for that to just be a rumor. but um, I, I don't think it is. I don't think it is. Even if you um, didn't like BBS, don't let it get you down. There's still fun things coming. Definitely seems that way. This week has been a big week for that crap, man. There's just crazy news coming out of the woodwork. Um, so, um, Robbie, by the way, is making the rounds talking about uh, <laughs> which character she thought was the best in the movie. Uh-huh. She said, I thought, in Suicide Squad, she says, I thought that I had the best character in the movie. There you go. <laughs> I wouldn't train my character in Suicide Squad for anyone else's. <laughs> uh, she also talked a little bit That's not about, conceit. Uh, that, that feels objectively true, because it's watching these trailers. I'm not sure anyone else could have done what she did, what she's, what, <laughs> what it looks like she's about to do, at least. I know. She's also talking about like how Harley is not a superhero. She says she doesn't even have superpowers. She's just a psychopath who runs around gleefully killing people. She finds joy in causing mayhem, which makes her weirdly endearing and fun to watch. Yeah, that's, that that it, all that all checks. She, that's she that she, tracks I, more so with the new fifty two. It really does. Eh, yeah, but that's because they took out the whole second fiddle to Joker thing with the New 52. That's mm-hmm. something they actually did really well with New 52. Well, one of the things that New 52 gets credit for is and shouldn't is that. Um, <laughs> because even in the animated series, which created, Bruce Tim and Paul Dini created her. Yeah. Um, back in the animated series, I mean, shit, man, when she got sick of joker's stuff man and she realizes like oh yeah you were gonna drop this bomb on arkham and you weren't even gonna you weren't gonna or gotham and you weren't gonna have time to come back for me well yeah. all right playtime's over clown I, well, yeah <laughs> i think she shoots down his plane I, right yeah and almost kills him 
Like, just can't bring herself to do it. But <laughs> I mean, I don't know, even she in takes them even, down. Uh, she saves Gotham City. They gave her some legs as the series went on, but it was it was still very much Absolutely. she was. Uh, it, well, the codependency actually that they've always talked about with with her and Joker was still prevalent there. It hasn't been as much prevalent in the the new fifty two stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm just. I don't know. I don't want to give too much credit to the new 52. Just and in I general? also like want to discredit like the people. I kind of want to discredit the people who are like, "Oh, Harley's never been this way before." Bullshit. Bullshit. It seems like it, it honestly seems like she's kind of been working her way toward it the whole time. Yeah. When I she mean, first appeared just, on BTAS, she was almost unnamed girl henchman. Like, oh yeah, she like, was nothing. Uh, she, she, what was it? The uh, Joker's favor, the first one, where she was like. I, something about my mother was right. I shouldn't have left beauty school. Yeah, so it was. It was. <laughs> there was nothing to it. There was no heart, no substance, nothing. Oh, we yeah. got there though. We it got just, there. You know, I you know, I, I kind of want to discredit New Fifty Two, and also kind of want to like, I don't know, give it as props at the same time. It's not like they like just completely rewrote the book on Harley Quinn. Like, no, they continued a progression that I appreciated. Absolutely. Um. Gleefully, gleefully killing people. I mean, I've seen that version of the comics. Even, mm. eh, you know, it's just a... Uh, we'll see, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. So, um, before we get into any more news, uh-huh. I'm going to throw into this. Uh, we are sponsored by Loot Crate. Yes, we are. And if you don't know, which I know you know. Of course. But if you, listening audience, week. don't know. <laughs> Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, you get six to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's Loot Crate. Tick, and when that tock, cutoff happens, tick, tock, you are done. Tick, 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 <laughs> Make sure to head over to www.lootcrate.com forward slash giant size team up and enter the code giant size team up to save three dollars on any new subscription uh the onslaught of big summer movies makes may the perfect time to celebrate some of pop culture's unstoppable unrelenting and unbeatable characters and objects loot crate has got something you can carry something for your kitchen and a cool figure to go with your monthly tea and pin featuring two marvel items plus warcraft and dragon ball z no one crate should be this powerful (laughs) that's what we got going this this month on loot crate Guys, go go over there and get you some of that, man. You might be Great doing sauce. it anyway. Just go save money on top of it. Yeah, cancel, re-up with us. Yeah. <laughs> still we'll time. probably get in trouble for saying that. I don't know. They they didn't tell us we couldn't say that. If it's <laughs> omitted, it's fair game. Anyway. Forgiveness, uh, then permission. That's the plugs. Now here's the uh, here's the rest of the news here. Yeah. So, uh... Gal Gadot, we we talked about last week, says she's wrapped her Wonder Woman scenes. Then Patty Jenkins popped up and said, no, wait, the whole movie's wrapped. So, okay, there we go. (laughs) Doesn't make Gal a liar. (laughs) No, she just said she was done. She (laughs) didn't say it was... Makes her very specific. (laughs) And uh, Green Lantern Corps has been bumped back a month to July 2020. Oh, no. You know what's sad? like, if you had done that to me in May 2020, I would be like rioting outside offices right now. But right now, I'm thinking, eh, four years, right, whatever. right, four years and in a month. Ah, eh. Next month, it'll be like March 2020. <laughs> right. They'll just keep going back and forth, moving right. it around. We're gonna get a, they've got it'll be an average too. of mid to late May. <laughs> 2020. Oh, after Justice League. Oh, okay, okay. I don't care. Yeah. Whatever. Do we have to have Green Lantern? <laughs> we do. I'm, I'm, okay. By the time this is all over, I'm thinking we probably will want him. 
Right, of course. Absolutely. But, you know... Uh, they have me looking forward this... to a cyborg movie, for God's sake. They do. Yeah. Mm. But at this juncture, you know, I'm sort of just like... It's, it feels like a so far away. Yep. It's less than five years. But yeah. It feels like a so far away, and there's there's a Justice League, and an Aquaman, and another Justice League, and a Flash, and... I, you know, honestly, right now, like, I only only have so much, like, glee sure. within me, so yeah. much excitement yeah. for any uh, any number of things, and yeah. right now, I am just, you know, holding back buckets of urine waiting for the new episode of The Flash. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're at the end of TV season, and even the yeah. screwed up parts of TV season are at least getting interesting. It, it, yeah. Even if it's a Which car Flash wreck. Flash is not one of the screwed up. No. Flash is not one of the screwed up segments no. of television, to be clear. Um <laughs> Arrow's getting a little weird on us, but it's it's still like you, you watch a car wreck and it hits the the one car, and then that car, that car careens into another car, and now you just can't stop watching. And I'm I'm afraid I'm going to be the next car because the guys in front of me have turned on their brakes. It's it's enthralling for 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 better mm-hmm. or worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know what else is wrapping enthralling? up Legends this week, by the way. Oh, I know. Oh yeah, Snart. Oh, we've got some news about Snart. No oh, good. But before that, more movie news. All right, and it. Exciting movie news. Booster Gold is happening. Yes! <laughs> Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move a little further away. Yes! Yeah, okay, there you go. So, um, do you know who Zach Stentz is? Oh, God, I know that name. Hit me. Uh, what do you got? Well, he wrote Thor, and he wrote X-Men First Class. There it is. First Class. That's where I saw that name. And he also wrote the episode of Flash that Kevin Smith directed that we saw last oh, week. Oh, shit. Okay. All right. Yeah, buddy. All right. Apparently, he he has confirmed he is uh, writing uh, the Booster Gold movie. Greg Berlanti confirmed that Warner Brothers is moving ahead with the Booster Gold film. Um, he says he doesn't know if he's directing it yet, um, but they are. Uh, he says he'd probably direct, and he would want to. Mm-hmm. They did ask if he would want to do a Flash movie, since they doesn't have a director any, anymore. And he says, no one's discussed that with me, but I would never direct a Flash movie that Grant Gustin wasn't the lead of. He's my Flash. <laughs> But Berlanti does give advice mm-hmm. for whoever the director of The Flash is. He says, we have three words above the door of The Flash writer's room. Heart, humor, and spectacle. Yeah. I'm glad he said that because that's one of the things I love about The Flash. That's like the genetic makeup of The Flash. And I've always wondered, what happened to the other shows? And he just <laughs> said, no, it's at The Flash writer's room. That's not above Our the Arrow Legends. <laughs> Yeah. Not above the Berlantiverse um, <laughs> writer's room. Just Flash. Um, but he does. He says, if you're going to do something like The Flash, part of what makes, uh, or what made Barry Allen so great was that he was this guy in the middle of all of these superheroes who couldn't believe that he was there. And he loved it. It was the first comic book character who made me cry. He died in crisis on Infinite Earths. Spoiler. 40, 30-year-old, 40-year-old spoilers. Right. Saving everybody. Still good. And he was the last one anyone expected to save everyone so inherit in this character was this bro- heartbroken sadness and sacrifice but at the same time this joy that duality is something i've really latched onto, and a lot of what i've done this is the only flash i'd know how to do and that's why he's doing him right these days guys mm-hmm. that's why mm-hmm. so here's the thing um this is a justice league rumor uh-huh um i don't think it's too spoilery Personally, it's just a rumor, and who knows? Um, so sorry if I shouldn't have said this, but um, <laughs> with our rules, I don't know. You have made me dubious, but uh, I know. 
I'll I'll have to but trust you. Go for it. Yeah, there is a rumor that's going around, and um, it's saying that we won't we won't see Darkseid as a major villain in Justice League Part One. That he'll just be in the beginning. Because if you remember in BVS, uh, Wonder Woman says that uh, she has seen things from other worlds before, mm-hmm. or fought things from other worlds before. There's an idea that this that Darkseid is going to be at the beginning of the film through a flashback. Mm-hmm. That's got to show. It's got to be about 30,000 years ago, and it's got to show the Amazonians, the Atlanteans, and man successfully fighting off Darkseid on Earth. And the plot will involve him having left three mother boxes behind, and that Steppenwolf is going to be the big bad of Justice League Part 1. Well, that'll explain the communion scene. I would explain the communion scene. And I do, like, Squadcast was talking about this. Um, but yeah, as soon as I saw the Amazonians and the Atlanteans, I just went, shit, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that perfect. alone. That's perfect. Like, and like, Squadcast actually goes into, like, yeah, like how, like, the Greeks were, t- like, back, at, were, spoke of the Atlanteans and, and uh, of Atlantis in the real world and how those things would tie together really well. Right. Um, so, and I, I completely agree. Yeah. And if this is the case, I might be on board. But what's bothersome, what's really aggravating, is um, everyone's all like news outlets are taking this and putting such a negative spin on it already. Like, who's Steppenwolf? So we're not gonna get Darkseid. We're gonna get some piece of shit uncle of Darkseid that no one knows. Like, way to do it, Justice League. Like, oh, Warner Brothers is screwing up again. Like, it's just uh, it's so negative, man. It's I, pissing me off. Don't be wrong. I, I, I have... Um, I, I, I kind of in, agree. I want to say in the last <laughs> week, I have openly said, oh, what are you going to get, Steppenwolf? But give him a chance. Damn. Right. Want to just right. wander I mean, right into Darkseid? Like, what? All right, say you did Darkseid in Justice League Part 1. Who the hell is Part 2? Anti-Monitor? All right, then why are we doing the rest of the series? I don't know what you said, but sounded pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Dark Side Wars happening right now with those two fighting, so maybe you know, maybe maybe they re- right. they rewrite the entire thing, rekajigger, if you will, and um, right, right, part one, part two, it. But there's a lot of fun you can have. Seven Wolf's not going to be all right. It doesn't matter who you grabbed. It could have been Granny Goodness, and dear God, I have stated how I feel about that. But it's still a new god. <laughs> it's still a new god. You're still introducing a new god in Justice League Part One. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, you may be just... bearing the lead, saying there's Dark Side and we've defeated him before, but you you're still going to get a new god. You're going to be okay here, guys. Right. I mean, I say everyone, but what I really mean is these assholes. These asshole news are, outlets. Uh, these al- <laughs> these asshole don't agree with news us. Outlets are like, oh, Steppenwolf. He's just another dark. He's just another uh, doomsday. He's a big CGI guy. In the comics, he was a humanoid with a helmet. I'm looking I mean, at you, nerdist. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, they probably will CGI him. Well, sure. I mean, that's what they did with Thanos. Yeah. Because it's kind of the easiest thing to do. I get oh, it. Oh, yeah, and that's another point that's being brought up. Like, oh, this is sounding a whole lot like like the Avengers. Bollocks! We've talked about this history. And I'm like, yeah, but it's because the Avengers ripped off the... Oh man, ripped <laughs> off DC back in the comics. Well, not necessarily the Avengers, but Marvel did. Well, Marvel did, yeah. So I mean, obviously, guys, <laughs> they're the same thing with different tone. I, yeah, this is what we were signing up for. You realize that, right? <laughs> you... <laughs> yeah, to me it was. I didn't necessarily want to double down. I kind of wanted to uh, buy insurance, if you will. Right. So you know, 
there's a, there are rumors and and this one comes from over in uh, Birth Movies Death with Devin Ferrasi. Mm-hmm. Um, so grain of salt. Yep. Um, <laughs> he, it, it, but it didn't seem like he was being a dick this time. So okay, but apparently the rumor is Willem Dafoe is playing an Atlantean. We don't know who. Dear God. Yeah. Hmm. Um. So there's that. Right. And he also is saying that his sources tell him that. Rather than shoot in a water tank this time, Zack Snyder has set up an elaborate rig on a green screen stage. It's a two-armed rig with Momoa clutched in one arm while the camera is clutched in the other. The two arms are pre-programmed to move in sync so that Momoa can do all kinds of maneuvers while the camera moves around him. And he's assuming that uh, Momoa's hair will be CGI'd into a flowy underwater look, as he says. Um... So, yeah, that sounds all about right. No, I mean, that actually works for me. Because, you know, my one problem with the Aquaman shot in uh, BVS is you can tell he's holding his breath. Mm. You can see it in the flare was... of the nostrils. <laughs> that was just his rage. His rage at that little probe that he was about to stab with his pointy. It was. Uh... Can I refer to that as his pointy instead of his trident? Sure. It's probably not a good idea. No, not long term, but, you know, for now. <laughs> his tri-pointy? Oh, this may be why that person said that we were idiots on iTunes. Yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, the co-Aquaman's trident is pointy. Right. So. <laughs> Go ahead and write them off. We can't trust these assholes. Um, I wouldn't either. So. No harm. I was. No harm in today. I'm going to just. I was certain we talked about this. Uh-huh. But then the internet decided to uh, bring it up again like it was news. Uh-huh. So I'm going to bring it up again because apparently, um, I, I don't know if it was like, it was confirmed to be green. It was like greenlit as far as being shot or whatever. But the Superman prequel Krypton pilot has been picked up at sci-fi. I don't know. It's not a series yet. We might never see it. Who knows? We don't know what's happening. Not everything can know. Make it past that pilot. But you know what did make it past the pilot? Stage? Yes, I do. Powerless on NBC has received a series order. I'm very excited about that. More I don't know Alan why. Tudyk in the world. That's why you're well, excited Alan about Tudyk, that. Well, Alan Tudyk, Danny Pudi. Actually, the, it actually sounds pretty good. Like, oh, yeah. I don't know Vanessa Hudgens from, from anything. Like, they say, like, Grease Live and High School Musical. And I'm like, okay. Okay, sure. Great. But whatever. Um, all right. Not our cup of tea. <laughs> no one was punching but, anyone. We, we weren't. Here's the uh, here's the synopsis they're giving us. In the first comedy series set in the universe of DC Comics, Vanessa Hudgens plays Emily, a spunky young insurance adjuster specializing in regular people coverage against damage caused by the crime-fighting superheroes. It's when she stands up to one of these larger-than-life figures after an epic battle messes with her commute that she accidentally becomes a cult hero in her own right, even if it's just to her group of lovably quirky co-workers. Now, while she navigates her normal, everyday life against an explosive backdrop, Emily might just discover that being a hero doesn't always require superpowers. That sounds all right. That could be fun. I remember them saying she had an assistant who was actually a, a, a superhero groupie. Yeah. She has a an assistant superhero groupie. She, uh, I don't know, there's a there's a Danny Pudi and a Alan Tudyk running around. It I'm sounded sold. like Danny Pudi was going to be <laughs> Dwight, and uh, I'm going to put it in office metaphors here. Danny Pudi was going to be Dwightish, sure. and uh, Alan Tudyk was kind of going to be... Michaelish? A little bit, but even more conceited and never well. sure that he's wrong about anything. <laughs> Which be all right. I'm down. Oh, yeah. Let's do this. Oh yeah. Everyone is 
or most people seem to be um, referring to The Office by comparisons. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen it. I, I hope it doesn't play like The Office completely because I'm tired of every show doing that now. <laughs> now I could deal with a, but, um, a normal single camera. Let's. let's try I'm actually to... hoping more for a Brooklyn Nine Nine type of thing. Oh really? That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Huh. I was actually thinking more Superstore. It's new. Um, not, it's new. Not, I don't know that reference. But um, it's actually really good. <laughs> okay. So um, big, big news here. Uh, what we had conjected last week mm-hmm. turned out to be true. Supergirl was renewed for a second season. Going to the CW. Going to Vancouver. They're going to be right up against each other with the Flash and Arrow and Legends and I don't know, Who whatever knows? else. I Zombie. <laughs> Actually, I've never looked. They probably do shoot in Vancouver, though. It's actually mostly an indoor show. It kind of wouldn't matter. That thing could happen in my backyard. Except for the tax breaks. I would give it tax breaks. I have no power to employ such a thing, but (laughs) I could pull out a sheet of notebook paper and write it in crayon and hope they trusted me. I would. I'd try. I I did finish that season, and uh, yeah, it's it's still kind of pretty good, actually. (laughs) So you want to hear about uh, some Flash stuff, man? Of course. So first of all, fun story over on Fat Man on Batman. Teddy Sears tells the story about how Zoom was totally spoiled for everyone, and no one happened to be to catch it. <laughs> Apparently, he went on he went onto IMDb, yeah, and he saw that his like he was listed for it or whatever, and it was like. It was like Teddy Sears as Jake Garrick slash Zoom and had like the episode numbers listed. And he was like, oh, well, I guess they know what they're doing. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> like shortly after it was all taken down because the studio caught it. But no one else reported on it. No one else said anything. Damn so it. That's crazy, isn't oh. it? Like the, the episodes that he was in didn't even have like names apparently at this point. Oh, see, that's why I wish I had the time to compulsively check IMDb every twenty minutes, in the hope <laughs> that something like that would happen. You don't want, you don't want that, man. In a you way, didn't yeah. Want to know that. Oh, who doesn't want to rake that story? Oh, to break it? Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, so uh, Kevin and Teddy were talking about, I guess, with Mark Bernardin too. But yeah. I don't see a quote from him here, so screw it, right? Um, <laughs> we'll assume he had colorful commentary. Yeah, I assume he's he's a fine addition. I think. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Teddy was saying uh, aside from the script, or maybe it was Kevin here. Is that Kevin here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kevin. Okay. He says aside from the script that I did, the Zach Stent script, which is emotionally wonderful, but they teased two things. Well, they didn't tease. I was there on set, but the breakdown of what the last two episodes are, and there was something that happened in the episode right after mine where I was like, and it involves you in a big bad way, talking about Teddy Sears, that I was like, ah, slams the table, ah, (laughs) like I wish that I was directing it because it's mad genius. (laughs) And And then they cut the mics uh, off and geeked out for a little while. Right, and they're talking about apparently how um, like I haven't gotten to listen to watch this one yet. No, I have, um, like, this is news to me. I haven't gotten to check up on them in a while, so uh, I've got to go listen to yeah. this one now. Oh, absolutely! That's what I'm doing tonight. Yeah. After t- <laughs> he says uh, they they sp- apparently the the article says they they spoke about uh, the writing feels as if nothing has been held back. Smith says 
that's what this feels like. Like it felt not like writing, like we're running out of time. Oh shit, we're up against it. Just throw every anything down. It is definitely plotted, and they made a really kind of like bold choice. We are almost like again, kind of like what Teddy said earlier. How you go into season three, but they <laughs> must have had a conversation where like if we're going to do this, we must. What happens when we land because the jump is glorious? And Sears says the jump is glorious, but if you don't have something to land on when you when you jump, why jump? <laughs> He says, uh, that's he's like, true. Then the jump and is, he should go he says, right for the walking dead. He says, then the jump is a gimmick, you know, but it's so not, they so have it nicely figured out. Uh, I think for where to launch season three, nice. that makes me excited. Yes. That's, Oh, especially since, uh, it has been rumored. People, they have said that apparently Henry and Tina McGee have a really great quote moment in tonight's episode two twenty two. Hmm. This is also the episode where uh, Katie Cassidy shows up as Black Siren. There are oh, pictures yeah. of her as oh, yeah. Black Siren floating around. That one's going down. Yeah. I am so excited for The Flash. Like, people are always, like, when people find out that I do this podcast, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, okay. Like, so, like, what What do you think is the best superhero show? Like, they're, you know, they're, like, challenging me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What do you think is the best superhero show? I'm like, what do I think is the best or what's my favorite? What's the difference? Well, the best is probably Daredevil, but my favorite is The Flash. (laughs) You know what? The Flash. The Flash is quickly gaining on Daredevil. I'm I'm actually like two episodes into Daredevil season two. Yeah. And I'm down so far, but I'm nowhere near as excited to watch that third episode of Daredevil as season two next week's Flash as I am for tomorrow's Flash. Like. I'm on pins and needles. I'm like, <laughs> flash. Yeah. I don't know. That, it is I, I really don't know that there's anything else that I, 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 I hit play on that. I'm more excited about when it happens. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's kind of how I feel. Like I haven't felt this way about a show since I was like, I don't know, 13 and sci-fi's the invisible man was coming on. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, it wasn't 13. I was like 16 or 17, but still. But still, um, I liked it. Damn you! It made me feel like I was 13. Right. Why did you guys have to cancel it? I know the creator canceled it, but he wasn't willing to, willing to work with sci-fi's demands, but oh. I missed that show. Please release season two on DVD. Damn it, I have season one. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's so, killing him. Uh, it's killing him. I, I, <laughs> did, I, did you get what I sent you at Facebook? last night uh, i don't know it is an instagram picture that's been screenshotted obviously mm-hmm. uh and steve or saved at the very least and Stephen amell posted it i guess to his Facebook. oh yes i did i did i woke up at four in the morning and thought why is my phone glowing and saw that <laughs> okay and um, um attempted to sleep again <laughs> it's a picture of Stephen amell with the with the oliver queen green arrow goatee of course he it's real he's growing it out uh-huh. uh, he says the beard moves along mm-hmm and um, then he ha- he 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 accompanied that with a quote with two quotes from him. What the first quote is quote I'll never grow the green arrow go- goatee <laughs> dash Stephen Amell. Then the one below it is quote Please remember that I am an idiot. <laughs> Stephen dash Amell. Stephen Amell. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he's our spirit animal sometimes. Because a lot of what we say is like we believe this thing strongly about DC materials. Dash DC on screen. Remember always yep. that we're idiots. Dash DC on screen. Yeah, <laughs> that's the. I think that's the closest he's been to our spirit animal. Honestly, <laughs> it's actually true. He's probably a better animal than us most days. Oh, absolutely. Um, 
So guess who else is on the Arrow train now? Go for it. Kevin Smith. What? The last time I was listening to Kevin Smith's show regularly, a bit of which is really just it's ju- really just a time thing for me. I enjoy yeah. the hell out of Kevin Smith's show. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I kind of like to let him get backed up so I can just listen to him all at once. Oh, yeah. But um, it's one of the few things that I actually have the uh, the luxury of doing that with now. Mm-hmm. Thanks, podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Damn me and my decisions to do things. Right. Anyway. So now, yeah, the last time I listened to Fat Man on Batman and heard Kevin Smith talk about Arrow, he was like, oh, they took a swipe at me. I don't want to do this because they apparently said, no, he won't have, be, have anything to do with Arrow. Yeah. Years ago. Well, apparently he's, you know, and I, I'll say this about Kevin, man. He will have like, he will keep a, a grudge going for a minute. And then, like, two seconds, all they have to do is be like, hey, man, come direct an episode of The Flash or two. And he's like, I want to write Arrow. <laughs> <laughs> like, they don't even have to really, like, offer him anything either. It's like, if, like, Muse has been hounding him to watch Arrow forever, I know. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Um, and now it looks like that possibilities on the table. Looks like he's gotten to know some people over there. And, you know, oh, okay, no no bad feelings then. Cool. He's always willing to forgive, seems like. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, he's saying, uh, he's saying, I wouldn't want to write The Flash. I would, though, like to write on Arrow. I would love to jump in for a one or two episode arc just to bring that onomatopoeia character to life. That would be that so badass. That would be fun. It really would. Yeah. I created this character in the comics, and then to do a live action version of that, uh, and have it fit in their universe and they're running the show. That would be exciting to me. That's uh, the one I can get my head around writing. But Flash, whenever they bring me back, I think I prefer somebody else doing the writing. I heard a rumor that when I go back, I think Zach Stentz might be writing my script again, which would be amazing. We'd be keeping the home team together, so that'd be cool. Hell yeah. But yeah, I, which I've wanted Kevin Smith to be writing on Arrow anyway. Yeah. Like, yeah. And uh, I know he had that grudge, but he's... To Smith's credit, uh, he he's the first person to call himself a piece of shit about something. <laughs> uh, uh, I, it, he has feelings about things. He re-examines, re- re-examines them for half a second and goes, "Oh, fuck that! I was uh, I made a poor decision." Absolutely. Yeah. And he can admit that too. Yes. And I, I like that about. Yeah, Kevin I like, Smith. I, I'm always uh, I've I've read many of the things he's uh, he's put up and thought, "Oh, yeah, good job calling yourself out there, buddy. I can learn from that too." I mean, even to the point where he was like, BVS is a piece of shit. And like two days later, he's like, I saw it again. It wasn't that bad. Right. <laughs> it had some good stuff in it. <laughs> right. All right, Kevin. All right. You big mook. Right. Get in here. Group hug. <laughs> Which if me and Kevin Smith hugged, you know, we're two large guys. I think that would qualify as a group hug. <laughs> That's, uh... There'd be a strange absence of arms. <laughs> Oh, man. In case you hear this, Kevin, that was not a swipe. We love you. <laughs> if I meet you, I will lick your beard, if you want me to. Not trying to do this without consent. Beard licking should be consensual. Anytime. So, spoilers for Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, we know that Wentworth Miller's character, Leonard, uh, Leonard Snart, made the ultimate sacrifice last week. Mm. But... um. What do you say? Looks like Forgive he me, has. Old friend. <laughs> there are no strings on me. Oh, he did a good job. Oh yeah. 
Oh, my bad snart impersonation is there's no indication that he's done a poor job. No, no, no. It reminds <laughs> me of the fact that he did a good job. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Good. But uh apparently he's not necessarily gone. He's not gonna be a regular on Legends anymore, but he has a new deal to be a recurring character on apparently all the other shows. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, Berlani said we always knew that we wouldn't that he wouldn't be a permanent member of the Wave Rider. We also knew we loved him on the show and all the shows, Flash as well. Um, so yeah, they planned this out. Uh, he's also doing the Prison Break revival, as you mentioned last week, I think. Um, or somebody mentioned. Maybe it wasn't even on the show. No, I don't think it was. I don't know. I didn't know about that. You know what? I don't remember things anymore. I don't know what's on the show and what's not but on the show. But good news. Isn't that sad? As part of our new show, <laughs> Prison Break revival. Yeah, Prison Break revival. <laughs> I don't know how they're going to do it because I've heard things about how that show ends, but whatever. Um... <laughs> I I asked the fiance about it, and uh, she said it ended too late. Oh, yeah, she got she got bored. Oh. She got bored somewhere before the actual ending happened. I think that's the, the same thing she said about Ali McBeal. <laughs> Actually, that <laughs> is true. Like, yeah. Ah. Like, oh no. I, you know, it kind of did. It kind of did, kind of didn't. Like I didn't want it to end because I liked Ali McBeal a hey, lot. But it's it, there are a know. ton of shows have gone down that route. Like good show, yeah, last thirty percent of it maybe couldn't have been there. Yeah, and also like can instead of season five, can we just have Robert Downey Jr. come back for like one scene, Fox? Please, I know he's on drugs still, but can he come back for just one scene and they run onto the sunset and that's it? Just flood him with saline. Can, like Can we not end this journey hours? with her with John Bon Jovi? Can't we not oh. end this with John Bon Jovi? I say this as and, a life rule. And Claire no Bennett. one's no <laughs> one's story should end with John Bon Jovi. It's like Ally McBeal ends with John Bon Jovi and Claire Bennett from Heroes. Like, no. Oh. No. Why? I mean Claire, okay. But Oh, that poor girl. Her show just got cancelled. They're shopping it out, but yeah. Nashville's done for now, guys. Sorry. Bye guys. Anyway, uh, so new heroes apparently on the Wave Rider, though. Apparently, there's going to be two more people coming on. They're unnamed. We don't know who they are. We don't know if they have comic book counterparts. We don't know. Uh, the first is the grandson of a famed World War II veteran whose Han Solo-esque swagger masks an inner turmoil that he finally conquers once his superpowers manifest. And the second is described as an African-American female member of a WW2 paramilitary squad who is intent on avenging her loved one's tragic death. Both of those, well, hmm. especially the second one, sounds awful. Like I have nothing against it in that theory. That just sounds like Kendra. I, I can't. <laughs> I just can't think of who it is. First one, I, mean, like, I can't either. Maybe a Captain Adam version or something. But I, you know, I was thinking maybe um, I don't know, maybe a Sergeant Rock. You've wanted Sergeant Rock reference, though. like, huh? You've really wanted Sergeant Rock though for a while. Yeah, um, but that might be how they get him. Like they bring on Sergeant Rock's grandson or some shit. Right. You know? um, as for this this female character, the uh, Doesn't that buy me again. The intent what's her, on avenging African American female member of a WW2 paramilitary squad. Which I'm not sure that was a thing, but I'm really not sure that was a thing. I, mean, I remember in the Korean War, I remember MASH got a lot of shit because there were no African Americans in the military, in the, quote, white man's military. Um, and they had them in MASH. Hmm. And that wasn't a thing in Korea. So, I mean, not to mention the fact that they called the, also the fact that they called the one black guy on the show Spear Chucker. But, I mean, whatever. Oh, dear God. That was his, that was his name. That was his, that was from the books, even. The books, the movie, the show. And then they like decided it was. They suddenly jumped back and went, "Oh my god, that's terrible!" Oh, what have we done? And they wrote him off the show. <laughs> they wrote him off the show. 
Just <laughs> just bury it as hard as you can, guys. Yeah. I mean, he was a football player in the in the movie. I don't remember the book what he was, but he was a football player in the movie. Um who got sent over to Korea. But anyway. I have no idea on Nash, her. I, they might be pulling a, I know too much a friend's about drama with her. Yeah, I, but what I don't like about her character so far, from what I hear, is the, who is intent on avenging her loved one's tragic death. That just sounds like another Kendra. Like, just yesterday, I was the fe- a female member of a <laughs> WW2 paramilitary squad slash barista. And now, my loved one has died, and I have to avenge it. Yeah, I don't want to Do see ya. that again. I just don't. Do ya. And it also sounds like Rip Hunter, too. You know, that. well, I can't hold that against anything here in particular. There's a ton of avenging former teammates. It's just, it's a, it's a trope we live with in this kind of world. I guess so. Don't mean I have to like it. That's fair, but why can't someone just be a hero because they're good? <laughs> I don't know. What are they? New Fifty Two. Um, terrible. New Fifty Two destroy that for us. No, oh, no, it's a trope. This has been a trope since this started. You have to have your original parents blow up or get shot in an alley <laughs> before you can do any damn thing good. <laughs> and you know, like. Uh, freaking Captain America, he's the closest we got yeah. as far as like just wanting to do good. But if we really look at what he was, he was really just small. He just has small dog syndrome and he got a shot to be big. That's all that's happened. <laughs> okay, yeah, but in all fairness to that character, most people when they get a shot to be big, absolutely royally screw it. Sure. He stayed true. Sure. Stayed true to the He mission. did stay true. I just realized, You know what? Though, the, like... the closest person, I think, that just wants to be good would probably be Barry Allen, but they did. They messed it up with New 52 and Flashpoint. Still. I know. I know. But, you know. Or our, Rebirth or whatever. Flash, Actually, it wasn't New 52. It. It, was re- it wasn't New 52. It was Rebirth. It was Flash Rebirth. Oh. Flash Rebirth, not New Rebirth. Okay. Yeah. It was Jeff Johns shit. <laughs> Johns! <laughs> Damn you doing <laughs> things that are adversarial. Damn you, making Barry Allen more interesting as a character. <laughs> you clever bastard. <laughs> oh. I just remember, though, we are, uh, well, uh, I was reminded, we, we're going to get Suits' uh, Patrick J. Adams. Is that right? Is that in the yes. season-ending arrival of a caped hero played by? I, I yeah, I've, I've heard that that is a thing, yes. Uh, we've talked about it on the show. We don't know who it is, though. I'm assuming it's not Booster Gold. No. Uh, apparently that is uh, At this point. out of bounds now. I would assume. They do say caped hero. I remember us mm. uh, only being able to speculate before. There's not any... Uh, you haven't seen developments on that, I take it. Mm, no. Nah, I haven't seen anything on that. Yep. Um, God, you know I'm, what? I'm looking One forward thing, to that, though. You, you want to know something crazy? Sure. Though, kind of related to this, and we should have talked about it earlier. Why not? But we didn't. Suicide Squad cast, we're talking about this a little bit. And they took note that even in those like specials that aired, or in that special that aired a while back, and uh, they've, been, they've taken note that the producers have been referring to the, quote, Justice League universe as opposed to DCEU. So it's, po- it's possible that DCEU is just blanket over everything, DCTV and everything. It's all extended universe, but the Justice League universe will be separate. They were saying that it's possible, and they were speculating. <laughs> but they were talking about how Booster Gold, Booster Gold might actually be separate from the Justice League universe movies and might actually be more of a part of the Arrow Flash stuff, but just might be a movie. It's a fine speculation. I I say I hope that's not the case, but I kind of don't care. No, for, like for people like us, that would be great. We could weed and separate and hope for things it, like the same way we watched Supergirl and thought, "Oh man, it's the same writers, it's the same producers, oh, it's the same guy." We, we we can hope for the best, and then we finally got it. Oh, but you know, I kind of feel like throwing 
two in an, yet another universe. Too confusing. That's just one more. Hmm? Too confusing for the average person. It might be too confusing for the average person. Also, it's just one more, one more like save the cat or one more annoying obstacle plot point that we have to get through to get crossovers. Mm, yeah, that could be a little clunky too. Yeah, but I, having heard people in my personal life uh, ask me if uh, Christian Bell retired and Ben Affleck took over took over the mantle, as though it was the same story. Mm-hmm. I, I gotta say, I, I, I think like having that many diverse universes that are intertwined, but not quite, it's just, it's too much for the average person to keep up with. But casual viewer, yeah. they have no chance on that. You'd have to have a, a recap and a recursor. And then at that point, they'd be right to give you the recap, and it would come across as over-expositional uh, for the rest of us. Man. <laughs> I love you, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> We'd be just sitting there going, get to the meat of the story. Yeah. Hey, I just got a, uh, we just got a message from Qu- Christian Fuentes on our Facebook page. What up, He buddy? says, I just realized, what? What up, bud? <laughs> he says, I just realized Lucifer is the DCTV fans' agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Bad start, good near the end of the first season, but if you, if you dropped off early, you refuse to believe it's gotten watchable. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's actually all right. <laughs> well, we said this in the the Lucifer finale, uh, Lucifer finale review that if you just if you watch like episode one and two ish, and then we told you like all right from like episode ten come back if, if we made it a five episode season for you and splice some shit together and kind of hybrided, um, we could we could make it a good like five episodes. Mm-hmm. But pretty much anything between two and ten would be a crossover kind of uh, supercut. Mm-hmm. I really liked the pilot. I, I, I felt so disappointed afterward. The pilot was pretty good. I mean, there really ain't no rest for the wicked. <laughs> oh. Those cats are great in concert, by the way. If you see Cage the Elephant on your uh, local venues, hit that shit up. I probably won't, but because I'm not that big of a fan of concerts You just don't do the anymore. concert thing. But other people. Other people. Yeah. Trust me. I'm old. I'm old. Don't listen to that me, That front guys. man moves I mean, like unless, a, a... I mean, listen to the podcast. Moves like a young Mick just, Jagger. Sorry, I swear, like, our fans are uh, getting used to the fact that we record it this time, because I'm just getting tons of, of feedback here. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> um, okay. Um, sorry, I'm doing a quick read-through. Okay, lots of notifications that have little to do with this. Little to do. Mm-hmm. But that is a good point. Uh, the conversation is heating up over on Twitter with ourselves and the Suicide Squad cast. Uh, we, there is a poll up. We are going to have a crossover episode. Crossover? Crossover episode with <laughs> Cross the Suicide Uber. Squad cast. Um, I, we think it's going to be July 2nd, as far as I know, but... Um, still waiting to hear back on confirmation from that, but we are reviewing, we're going to review one of the worst DC movies ever. The poll is up. You can go vote now. It's pinned to the top of both of our Twitter accounts, DC on screen and suicide squad cast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's between Batman and Robin, Catwoman, Steel, and Jonah Hex. God. Right now, Batman and Robin is killing it in the polls. So if you don't want Batman and Robin, and you want Catwoman or Steel or something. Go vote. There's a um, shiver but, down my spine when you mention all those four names. I know. Um, and believe me, guys, we would have done Superman 4, but we promised our buddy Scott Madison from SimplySyndicated.com that we would do uh, Superman 4 Quest for Peace with him. Sure. By the way, he they released a new podcast episode today. 
uh, so over on their movie news, simply syndicated movie news. So hit it up. Yeah, that's fun too. Uh, and spoilers <laughs> for uh, the episode with Scott. We're gonna think it's bad. Yes. Just didn't want to get anyone's hopes up. Yes. We will not be the saviors of Quest for Peace. You know what? I you know <laughs> parts of that movie are salvageable. <laughs> <laughs> Like, parts, parts of, of it any are... movie are salvageable. At least there's a, an establishing shot of a city where you're like, "Oh, it's a pretty city." But that, right. Sometimes that's that's all you got. I mean, well, I liked when the credits rolled. I will say this: when I was a kid, I knew it was bad, but I still enjoyed the hell out of it. <laughs> I probably did. There too. are drawings. I probably did too. <laughs> there, are, there are drawings floating around my mother's mm-hmm. with a uh, nuclear man. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. saying. Just yeah. saying. Anyway, um, you got anything else? Because, I don't know, I'm kind of out. Yeah, I, I think it pretty much covered the news, man. Did we? The news Damn. we know about. Let's go find more! La, 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 la. You probably can, pretty immediately. Probably, probably. Gotham's going on right now. I um, mean, May's a little bit, like, rife with news if you uh, <laughs> look in the TV section. hard enough, right? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of stuff floating around, but it's not, you know, pertinent. Yeah. I don't think it's pertinent, I, you know. Like our buddy Jacob Raspberry over at Screen Explosion is is sending me messages in regards to Gotham, which I'm not watching right now. I haven't seen, so I'm trying to stay away. Right. I was like, oh, what's Jacob say? Oh, spoiler, spoiler, stuff, stuff. <laughs> Let me watch the damn thing. Oh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, man, I'm I'm just so psyched for everything that's coming up, man. Anyway, I think I'm gonna call it. I'm gonna call the episode. Wait, hold on, hold on. What? What? You said something about Civil War. Oh, yeah, we were going to talk about Civil War, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, For anyone who didn't get to next fast enough on their playlist, um, what were you going to say about Civil War? I didn't care for it too much. Um, and I, Spoilers for Civil War. Um, it was not um, sour grapes over you know the BVS bad reviews. I've had people say that to me. Sure. Uh, they're like, oh, you just don't like it because no, I, I love Marvel stuff and I actually wanted it to be really good. Um, I felt like uh, the part from the moment the word Queens popped up on the screen to the end of that airport Come fight, it was a pretty, free. it was a pretty solid movie. It's definitely the best Spider-Man movie that's ever been made. <laughs> um, Spider-Man to this, the best Spider-Man scene ever was. Oh, you found my weakness, small knives. <laughs> That was a great Spider-Man scene. That was a great Spider-Man scene. Um, yeah. So um, I, uh, I I got some flack on Twitter because I said that uh, I was, <laughs> Spider-Man saved Civil War from being an absolute bore. I absolutely stand by that. Um, while Tony Stark, like, it wasn't a clickbait title. It wasn't, you know, meant for to be doing anything. I just, that's the way I felt. And, uh, like, there were so many callbacks. Like, like we knew that... Winter Soldier killed Howard Stark and his wife in 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 Winter Soldier. Like it was alluded to. Yeah, it was nice to get a, an actual confirmation on that, but I didn't need like the 25. It felt like 25 callbacks to like the, <laughs> the slow burn of revealing Bucky as the one who crashed the Stark's car. Um I actually all right, uh, on the other side of the the memory spectrum, I do not recall where that came up with the uh, where that came up in Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Is when they broke into that old SSR base. Yeah, and and um, you told me that, and it, I have a vague recollection of it now. But I still didn't. I don't mind them bringing it up. I just didn't need the twenty-five. <laughs> I don't. They I went back to it a lot. Months. 
like they frame went back for to frame it a, lot. a lot. And like I don't need to see all the, those blue packets over and over again, especially when you're just going to show me a, like a five minute flashback of uh, you know a bunch of super soldiers beating the shit out of people and then like misdirect me into the point where at the end they're just dead. Um, I didn't want to see. <laughs> uh, don't get me wrong. I didn't want to see the Avengers pull together and like fight these dudes. Stop a bunch of Winter Soldiers. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't want to see that either. I just didn't care about the plot. I didn't care about that. I didn't care about Zemo. You didn't care about Zemo. That's what it amounted like, to. Zemo was not needed. Like and there I, was sadly I don't disagree with there were so many more cool things that happened. Like in Civil War, Sharon Carter actually kills Captain America. Mm-hmm. That's a much more interesting story than anything that happened as far as not Zemo. to mention not to mention the fact that this is freaking civil war. It should have been a two part event. It should have been even longer, minus Zemo. Because it should have introduced the concept of Inhumans to the movie-going audience. We've that been building be up Inhumans in Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D., and they were doing it perfectly in Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. The two or three episodes before Civil War and the episode after Civil War was better than Civil War. did a great job of, of acknowledging everything that's happening. It was better than Civil War. In those episodes, and this entire season, we've been t- the people on like news outlets and shit have been talking about the Inhumans. They, the president has the ATCU coming after Inhumans. Like Inhumans are a big deal in the world because everyone kind of got exposed to the uh, terrigenesis through yeah. the fish oil. Yeah. So Inhumans are a thing. Winter Soldier, not one mention of an Inhuman. Right. That, that is a problem. Been a, that should have been a huge part of the Sokovia Accords. That should have been one of the first things. Like, I mean, that was it, a very it, you know, thick book that got handed, and, and I yeah, feel like at least a quarter of it, a third, maybe a half even, should be about, hey, and there's this whole inhuman thing happening? <laughs> yeah, third I mean, of all, A couple of you just have, like, oh cool gosh. suits and technology, but, yeah, uh, <sighs> several of these guys, there's this Lash dude? Right. Thunderbolt Ross should have been, like, showing them the Sokovia and all the different things, and then being like, not to mention these damn inhumans. Okay, cool. What I wouldn't have done for a picture of, of, of Lash at that moment. And I understand their While they were going through, like, Washington. I understand, their, I understand their issues with bringing up the, the Inhumans. Yeah. Because, you know, the people who watch the movies have never heard of Inhumans before. No, the people who watch the movies just got kind of thrown into this whole, like, oh, well, look, there's Quicksilver and the, and the Scarlet Witch. What, what are they? They're miracles. And we've never really been told what the hell they are after that. Yeah, yeah. So, whatever. The death I mean, bolt problem. They really, yeah, the death bolt problem, which we know what they are because, shit, man, we watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That, that was the whole point of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We can introduce these introduce these big concepts and then, like, dig deeper into it on a weekly basis on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's what we all wanted with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And that's kind of what we've gotten, except for the fact that they w- won't acknowledge the freaking Inhumans in Civil War. We don't have mutants. The The comics were freaking epic, and I knew it wasn't going to be like the comics, because, I mean, we don't have the X-Men. We don't have the Fantastic Four. No, I know. That, it, that, Shit, you... we were lucky to get Spider-Man in the mix. Right. That was a huge thing. I get that. But, yeah, this didn't feel like a Civil War so much as it felt like a freaking skirmish at an airport, and that was fine. That was like, that from Queens to the skirmish at the airport... Oh, dude, all right. ...was uh... pretty much the best Marvel movie that's ever been made. <laughs> But it's everything before and after it one of the best comic book movies being, that have ever been right. made, even including every, the Avengers. That but was everything absurd. before and after it condenses it down to, like, just this side of the Incredible Hulk. Like, I don't give a shit. I don't want to see, like, the idea of re-watching this movie, like, makes me want... It makes me die a little inside. Because <laughs> I know what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and, like, I'm going to watch... 
I'm going to go back and I'm going to watch the queen stuff and I'm going to watch the airport scene and I might kind of pop around and watch some black Panther shit. Oh, the black Panther um, shit was amazing. Oh, and you know what else bugged me that we talked about was great. We watched an entire Ant-Man movie where he was talking about how he wanted to be a hero and he wanted to get out of the crime business. This is actually, yeah, that is my, I I have quibbles with a lot of the movie and there are parts of it that I I agree were just not as interesting as, as they could have been. Look, I can, I can coach speak it, but bottom line is I was really entertained by the movie, but there are things that didn't live up to normal Marvel movies. Mm -hmm. I have a real problem with what they did with that man. The entirety yeah. of that movie was about him proving that he would rather be the, the hero his, his daughter wants than the, the criminal he was before. And he gets mm-hmm. a call from some dude, and he just goes right back to it. And see, they, they left that ambiguous. Because they did that they with Hawkman, too. And he actually even... gives a, a, a quick shout-out to, what are you doing mm-hmm. here? I'm disappointing my wife and children. Right. For the purpose of you know, Yeah. You know what, though? What happened? Did they roofie Ant-Man? He wakes up in a van. Okay, all right. I imagine him as the kind of guy that would just fall asleep on a road trip. I hope, but he was laying on the floor in the van. <laughs> I thought he was actually laying in the seat, like, sidewalk. Was he? I think I he was he actually was laying, laying in, in, like, a... It was. It looked like one of those vans that has kind of a right. double seat situation. Maybe, maybe. Even I don't, then, the I, floor of a van whatever. sometimes is actually more comfortable than the back of a van seats. Whatever. You know, my point is, like, they're like, oh, it's illegal, and, you know, he's like, eh. He's right on board, because screw that daughter I talked about for two hours Screw my daughter. I'm going to, you know, wind up being thrown into a prison in the middle of the friggin' ocean. Eh. Right. I mean, he, yeah, Cap saves him at the end, pulls him out, but I mean, shit. But now he's a criminal. Where is he going to see his kid And now he's on the run. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just, uh, I mean, I guess. It regressed his character in a way that really bothered me, because I loved the Ant-Man film. I did, Mm because it was, all these these movies had led up to something, and as I've said before, that was just a a movie about a a guy and his daughter. It was really touching. And then this undid all that. I I don't Mm -hmm. know what to do with it. Mm, yeah so i felt like the zemo stuff was almost there just for the redirect uh or the the misdirect and um which was fine be because that was actually character the plot. Later. i mean the plot was a misdirect like black panther <laughs> yeah, is the guy that need that no but uh, like black panther at least to be fair to the script as far as it was uh as far as why that was tight yeah like black panther is the guy that the audience is supposed to be following mm-hmm. fine well as as far as black panther's role like I've heard people say, like, oh, if you didn't have Zemo and you didn't have, you know, what, you wouldn't have to, you, there would be no place for Black Panther. No, his father stood up for an ideal. There would still be a place. Like, you just may not yeah. know about him. He's still out there doing his thing. Yeah, I mean, you can still have him make take a side in the Civil War, like, which it was not a Civil War, but. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very uncivil war, frankly. And you know what was a missed opportunity, I felt? And, uh, you know, there um, people are going to shit on me for saying this, but. Um, We're gonna get shit on for most of the last ten minutes, but go ahead. Probably there was a uh, there was a very your your na- your mom's name is Martha moment that they they decided to diss they just they moved away from it and I felt like they shouldn't have um, the whole time like Cap is like protecting Bucky like when uh, when Vision knocks uh, Rhodey out of the sky yeah I felt like that should have been like a point where Tony went oh shit yeah he's your boy. <laughs> <laughs> i kind of get you now all right um well i mean we're still on the opposite sides of this thing but okay i kind of get it um and they honestly i feel like you know they could have done they could have had zemo in the movie and just like changed it a little bit where like we didn't get so many flashback scenes there were so many flashback scenes and th- this is what it reminded me of mm-hmm. if you remember i, I know i'm gonna get so much shit ryan reynolds green lantern <laughs> <laughs> 
the constant cutbacks to the car, to the car, to the, to the assassination of Howard Stark, um, reminded me of like how they kept cut, cutting back to, uh, to the plane. how Jordan's dad exploding in that plane. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> like you don't have to keep reiterating that. I I get it. Um, I can't actually maybe, remember and, how many times they did it, but um, too many. It was like four times up front, and then like three or four times throughout. No, oh. <laughs> it was bad. I I don't remember. I haven't seen Green Lantern in a while, but that's oh. what it reminded me of. And you know what? Like also like the, Tony's little hologram stuff, his hologram program. I felt like that was just. That was set up for something later in the movie that never happened. Like, oh no, it like, it was definitely set up for the thing that actually something. happened in the movie. It, it, it just it was like as far as like this is how I wish it would have happened, and establishing once again that Tony loves his parents now, but was kind of a dick back in the day. Yeah, Got which is it. fine. That that actually worked for me just fine, especially when you you uh, juxtapose it to to him and Pepper separating now. Like it, it's a guy that's mm-hmm. struggling for a family. He can't start one. He lost the one he had. Mm-hmm. The guy screws every opportunity he has to actually sure. have family. That's fine, and sure. it's kind of touching. And it actually, but I felt like the the, it the technology well. itself was the technology itself maybe should have been used. Oh, the technology itself, I keep hoping is something that might show up later. Because mm, yeah. we're talking about an, a, a set of films, so a, a Chekhov's gone getting laid on a, a desk somewhere and forgotten. I can deal with <laughs> right. that. Well, look, I, you know, I, some of these are nitpicks, and I, I admit that. Uh, largely, though, I felt like the movie was freaking boring. Um, Spider Man <laughs> was amazing. I wasn't bored. No pun intended. Um, yeah, he actually just genuinely like, was. There's, I am three thousand percent in favor of everything that happened in Spider Man. I, um, I really, I wasn't bored. I just there. Were, I wish a couple of things had happened differently. I, I really did enjoy the film. I did it, but and it was, it was more fun than BBS, but. That's not a criticism of BVS. It was it's a different kind of film. It was it was more fun than BVS, but it, at the same time I felt like it was uh not nearly as imaginative as BVS. It was actually I felt like the the cinematography looked a lot like Man of Steel. Like it was just very monochrome. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't get and that. It was out kind of, of it it looked oof. pretty uh I don't know. It looked like the Winter Soldier. And and I like the way the Russos have done done their work uh generally so i i didn't have a problem mm-hmm. with that but mm-hmm. i um maybe I, it's just the tone I really just made did. me notice the monochrome feeling a lot the desaturated effect more but <laughs> how can the script be so funny and yet so few colors come through right i don't know man I mean, there were I, some great there were some great humorous parts where you know when he kisses sharon and they're both in the car like smiling yeah and buddy yeah. yeah that's that was that's, funny that's funny stuff or it was, uh, it was one of the them biggest laughs yeah, the, one of the biggest laughs was uh, after Spider-Man just absolutely kicks their asses, and uh, he finally... What is Hawk... Uh, not sorry, I'm sorry. What does Falcon call his little buddy? I I don't remember. Red Wing? Something like that? I, I, I tried. Every time he said it, I there were people talking around me, and I couldn't actually hear what uh, they had said he was calling him, and I don't I don't know enough to say it. So, um, whatever he calls his little flying buddy. Mm-hmm. His drone. Yeah, yeah his... Uh, yeah, the, the drone takes out Spider-Man, and... Uh, yeah, Bucky just says you couldn't have done that earlier. And I, I hate you, man. That was funny. <laughs> that was really yeah. funny. Yeah, it was. Look, the film is funny. It, it's funny. It's enjoyable. It's entertaining. Like you, you're not gonna go through it and not. But most of the stuff that we mentioned that was so funny. Two hours was of your life. in that in that Queens to end of airport sequence. Now there are parts uh, coming up and going out. It's just that. Um, mm, I mean, yeah, about the. Th- 
35% mark to about the 80% mark is where it starts to get really, it starts to really ramp up. And then past the 80% mark, you kind of have to really trust that uh, Civil War concept and you killed my parents. And at that point, Mm -hmm. if you've really trusted that and enjoyed the last 80%, why why are you mad about BBS? Yeah, you know, I I don't know. But again, you know, I I don't know. I I do, I did listen to, uh, to Matt and Jeff talk about the Civil War thing. And it kind of killed me a little bit because they were like praising Civil War for doing the exact same thing they hated BBS for. (laughs) Where they were like, like Matt was like, because Matt's told us like, yeah, like the first 40 minutes of Batman vs. Superman is awful. It's so boring. They're just character building or whatever. And I still don't care about the characters. And here they're like, he's like, yeah, I mean, you know, they took a while to get there. But I felt like it was a ballsy move that they utilized to build up the characters. <laughs> like, no, come on. Uh, uh, yeah. So I haven't gotten to talk to Matt about my feelings on the movie yet. So uh, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, you know, I, I, I really want to make it clear. I wanted to love the movie. I just felt like it should have been two movies and cut out most of that Zemo shit. <laughs> It seemed like Zemo um, was boring. Yeah, I, I didn't was. care about Zemo as much, except the the trick with it being a message from his uh, like a voicemail that he saved. That was good. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, the trick about the voicemail was, was was yeah, that was a that was a pull the throat in kind of moment. That was that was mm-hmm. good, damn good. Mm-hmm. But um, I didn't I'm not terribly interested mostly. to see where he's going. You know what actually uh, pulled me aside, though, is as much as I didn't care about Zemo, I did care about Bucky. And it was a Zemo-Bucky story in uh, in a lot of ways. So I mm-hmm. Bucky kept me more interested. And, you know, uh, transitive property, Bucky and Captain America cared about that. And then when it finally culminated in Captain America and Iron Man, mm-hmm. overall I was happy with the film. I mean, it was. I enjoyed myself. I'm glad you did, buddy. I wish I had. I mean, let's not, you know, be foolish here. I'm going to buy the thing. It's going to be on my shelf. <laughs> You're going to watch every damn special feature because you can't help yourself. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> oh, and you know what pissed me off? There what? were a couple of bits in the trailer that I loved that they changed in the movie. I was your friend. I was your friend went from being sad to kind angry. of mean. Like, angry and spiteful. Yeah. And uh, there was a shot, there was a great shot of Tony looking at Cap and going, sometimes I want to pr- punch you in your perfect teeth. Yeah. And they changed that, and the tone was different on that as well. Yeah. And it wasn't nearly as funny, and maybe it wasn't supposed to be, but I felt like the, the trailer version got it, like, you're like, oh, <laughs> you're still, like, laughing, but you're like, oh, that's, it still pulls you. Yeah, they changed a few things, and I, I thought it was for the worse. It don't it I and I I can't tell if I'm just biased because I really love those moments in the uh, trailers mm-hmm. and then seeing them in the theater I thought oh you you did that deaf right yeah no I actually didn't I mind as much on that. the the teeth uh, I did mind on the I was your friend because first trailer when he said I was your friend too or is it I was your friend too or so was I so was I Shit. he's my friend so was I we're paraphrasing the whole time um, absolutely yeah it it. Yeah, and in the trailer it was gut wrenching, and uh, in the movie mm-hmm. it was just another thing some angry person was saying while he hit another dude. Mm-hmm. Did not come across the same. It didn't. I really wanted that to come across as as, as heart wrenching as it oh. did in the trailer. You know what kind of was as heart wrenching though? There's a moment What's where that? um Cap Cap's got him down. Cap's really got him down. Like the, the the mask is off, the, the the face is exposed, and the the shield gets raised, and you can tell. Tony's kind of wondering, he's about to kill me, isn't he? Like, you, you see the comeuppance of everything he's done in the last few minutes. Uh, mm-hmm. 
that was great acting on both their parts. Just absolutely, just phenomenal moment. The acting of any of these people is not in question, as far as I'm concerned. Like, <laughs> I would agree. I would agree. Kudos, kudos. Um, and, you know, and then they, the, my biggest problem with this, though, at the end, it doesn't. It's like there's nothing has really changed. Like, yeah, Cap's gonna break everybody out, and you know they've secretly got Tony in their pocket, where it's like, yeah, if you need help, well, let it, me know. Not and in if the pocket, I need help, I'll let you know. You know, there's there's a one. They're, they're really they're we're, they're still friends. And when Thanos comes around, and it actually guess was who, a decent letter at the end. Uh, that, that was it a was, decent. I'm sorry, letter. It was, but and I and I'm sorry, letter after crippling. You know, after Rhodey gets crippled, they've had a civil war, if they're calling it that, whatever. Yeah. He's thro- Tony's thrown people in prison. He writes a letter. He knew about, you know, who, he knew that was his, uh, Bucky killed uh, Tony's father. Okay, and mother. Yeah. It was more about the mother for Tony anyway. But yeah. It seemed like anyway. But yeah. all of that stuff went down, man. And it seems like we got a, like, it was like a wink. It was an ending with a wink where it was just like, by the way, you know, they're not going to be gone forever. They're not going to split up forever because we got Thanos. <laughs> Thanos is coming. Because, you know, wink. shit's going down. And here's Spider-Man. Wink, wink. Oh, one of my favorite I mean, moments out of that was, uh, speaking of what's going down in the future, uh, do you know where Thor and uh, Banner are right now? Because if I'd, I'd misplaced a <laughs> like 30 what is it? You call it like a 30 million ton? What? How the hell they qualified nuclear bombs? Mm-hmm. Giant ones. Uh, you'd bet there'd be consequences for me right now. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think we've talked about it longer than I wanted to and talked about it longer than I said we would, but especially with this being a DC podcast. But, uh, oh, of course. Yeah. You know what? Um, I think, I think as always, one informs the other uh, and both each inform each other. So uh, this was a huge tentpole event. I'm surprised we. I'm actually, actually, I'm actually honestly surprised we didn't just throw up a review of the whole damn thing as, as a separate episode anyway. But um, eh, not our daily week of a news episode. It's not. It's not. Um, we just can't help ourselves sometimes. But yeah, I uh, I did. I wanted to. Uh, I wanted it to be a good, uh, better movie than it was. I felt. And, you know, the world doesn't agree with me. They think it was a much better movie than I thought it was. So. No, I, I, I don't even... Congratulations. Completely. I mean, I <laughs> have my problems, but I enjoyed the shit out of that movie. Yeah. it this way. I, I have my questions, but I got, out, I got out of it what I expected. I don't have my questions. I don't have... I mean, it held together as a plot. It made sense. It, but, I mean... For and as much as I... F- well, yeah, uh, character motivations, but we can headcanon that shit anyway. We can headcanon that shit anyway because, it, you know, Ant-Man would be like, well, criminal or not, my daughter would want me to be a hero, and that's the important thing, blah, blah, blah. Okay. Yeah, that's and fine. It's Captain and America, and I love Captain thing, America. But yeah, absolutely. So, drop a line. Like, you know, Damn it. What what kind of world will my <laughs> will my children grow up in? Blah. Yeah, we can pull those headcanons in. They didn't do that. Whatever. Instead, they uh, um, spent... Like thirty seconds on him shaking his hand. They, they, no, I know. Yeah. I know. That was uh, know. that was a missed opportunity there. That was the place where they should have gone for the real thing instead of the joke. But could have made all of that matter instead of making Paul Look, Rudd just I, another funny guy. Which he's an incredibly funny guy. Just he let is. Him, let him be. But he's serious also a father. A he's also a father in this thing. So, but know. you know, um, uh, yeah, I felt like the plot pretty much held together. Uh, of course, I also thought that about BVS. So take <laughs> take that for what you will. Um, <laughs> good God, we've gone on for 25 minutes after we said this was over. I know. All right. You want to call it? I call it. Marvel, we still love you. Still looking forward to Doctor Strange and all the things. Of course we are. Um, killing it on Agents of Shield. Killing it on Daredevil. 
all hugs, man. Sorry about Agent Carter. Please wrap that up. Please, Netflix, bring that in. I actually want to see that wrapped up. I wouldn't mind it. Not one bit. So anyway, thank you very much for listening to DC on screen or Civil War on screen. Whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can find every episode at DCOnScreen.com. You can uh, subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher and all the places wherever you listen to podcasts, I guess. Um, we are going to be coming back with more episode reviews, uh, Gotham flash arrow and legends, um, in the coming week. So watch out for that. And, uh, I don't know, go, go over to iTunes. Give us some good reviews on, on iTunes, man. We haven't gotten any of those in a little while. I know, you know what we should start doing? I'm, I'm very tempted to just rip off the squad cast and just like offer, uh, like giveaways for trade paperbacks. Screw our artwork. No one wants that. They want, they want trade paperbacks. <laughs> Those cats have got over like a hundred reviews over there on iTunes already. So. In a world where we had money. Right. No, I've got, I've got 15 bucks. I've got 15 bucks to do a trade paperback, you know, drawing <laughs> every 10, every 10 uh, reviews. All right, I'm going to, you make a, you make a fair point. Them. We will consider this in the future. I'm going to talk to them. And I'll say, hey, you guys mind us ripping off your contest thing? And they'll probably be like, no, but secretly they'll they'll have a problem with it. Right. Like, they need all the help they can get. And we'll be like, yeah, we do. I'm just and then, and then we'll say, we love you guys, but we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> Please forgive you, you us. Can't copy, you can't copyright a contest. <laughs> you can't copyright a giveaway. Um, I'm just kidding uh so yeah anyway uh we are a proud member of the giant says team up network giant says team uh go over there and check out all these other really cool shows like breaking the panel and uh our sister show the marvel cinematic universe podcast with matt carroll and jeff randall uh mcucast.com for them uh, I, I think that's it guys we love you until next time keep some dc on your screen <laughs>